Rob, thanks for joining me today and um, obviously getting involved with our Scale Up Diary series. Obviously, it's done, so it's 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 much appreciated. Um, as I said, hope we can talk about some uh, re relevant sort of experiences from your career and from uh, Judo Pay's journey in terms of what you've what you've learned, which we can then share with uh, share with sort of anyone reading or listening to listen to the outputs of this. But it'd be really useful to get maybe a a, a, a quick history on, on yourself and then maybe Judo Pay. But I guess if I was to um, do a positive history career that I picked up from looking through some of the, the information I found about you. But um, 16 years, sort of first class degree from Imperial, five years at uh, an institutional bank, moving to associate director, then to managing director of a fintech business, to then founding your own software company, a successful business over a number of years, to now being a board advisor to Judo Pay, along with being a startup advisor. It's obviously a very highly successful 16 year career. I, I suppose if you were to look back on Thank you. The, the Rob, the Rob, sort of uh, maybe in his university days, was it was this how you mapped out your career path? Or how, how would you have seen your career sort of uh, evolving to uh, uh, back then? Well, uh, no, I, I, I don't don't imagine it was. Um, I, I think uh, I think if I if I look back to me as a, uh, you know a few years ago, um, the sort of university career days, I, I I think I I suspect I would have believed I would be um, a corporate man. Uh, um, you know, kind of my, my, you know, looking at my career ahead, which, which ha has not turned out to be the case. And I'm, and I'm very grateful for that, actually. Had a great, great experience uh, working, uh, working for a, a big multinational kind of investment bank. And, and I really enjoyed that. And I thought it was an excellent way to start my career. Um, you know, it, you know, sort of learned a lot. And, you know, you, you take both the good and the bad, I, I think the challenges um, and, and no, no kind of setup is perfect. Uh, but, um, but I, I'm very grateful for kind of that experience. But uh, for, for me, it was always, uh, you know, the, the future of the career was always about, I'm a passionate technologist, uh, but it's not just technology for technology's sake. I've always been a big advocate that, uh, you know, it's about using technology to, 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 to change something, you know, to, to deliver change. Uh, the bigger the, the, the ask or the tougher the ask, the more exciting uh, kind of for, for me. And, uh, and I think, um, back into the 2009 or so, uh, you know, the opportunity to kind of take some of what I, you know, built uh, and, and learned, um, you know, back then it was UBS Investment Bank, uh, um, you know, kind of that, the corporate I referred to, um, you know, with a, with a colleague of mine actually, and kind of go it our own. And, 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 you know, I think there's a lot of naivety about what that means, um, you know, kind of at, at that stage of your career, but I'm grateful for having done it. And, you know, two kind of companies later, you know, made lots of you know, mistakes, lots of successes along the way. And, um, you know, but, but I, I couldn't look back. I, I, I wouldn't look back now and, and want to change that, that kind of, you know, uh, trajectory. Um, and so, you know, kind of being in a company like Judo feels, feels very, very natural now. And, and I, 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 I believe something like that is, is kind of what I would now look forward as, as being kind of, you know, never say never, but I think that's probably the type of environment I would say um, I'd expect to be in the next 10 years. Fantastic. What was the... As I said, a lot of the companies that we often engage with and recruit for are startup, scale-up businesses. You made the point that the younger Rob might have seen himself as a corporate man and obviously worked with UBS for a number of years. What what, what would you say was the was there a moment in time or a tipping point which made you realise that maybe your path was destined for the, the, the startup or the scale-up community? Any 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 moment in time or a, a realisation about a character in yourself that was maybe more suited to the, the journey you're on now? I mean, I think um, it's interesting if you, if you look at kind of when um, when that maybe that change started to happen, it was 
And I said 2009, you know, I, I formally left and we, you know, kind of set up with a partner. Uh, we, we set up a, a new, a new, a new business, a, a startup. Um, and I think the, 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 uh, that didn't just kind of happen overnight. That the thinking around that sort of, you know, permeated for probably, you know, a, a good year or so. Um, and and what was happening back in sort of 2008, 2009 was was kind of just post crisis, post financial crisis. And so I, I think you know the cliche that, that you know crisis breeds opportunity, uh, yeah. um, you know, kind of uh, you know rang true for us and uh, and for me. Uh, you know, you, you it made me look at you know something like I mean, you know, I said UBS is a great company and, and great experiences, uh, um, you know, kind of working in that environment. But you you kind of also take stock of what's important. You also take stock of the fact that even sort of, you know, businesses that you think are infallible, you know, you know, sort of are not necessarily the case. And, you know, UBS has done well and then continues to do well. Um, but I think, um, I, I think for me, it was kind of a perspective shift. Um, I, I think the crisis back then, the financial crisis allowed me to kind of take that step back and um, perhaps, perhaps remove some of the, uh, um, the, the, the corporate blinkers <laughs> um, somewhat. Uh, and, and realize actually that um, agility was, was, is something very, very difficult to deliver on scale. And, um, and I think over the course of that time frame, I think, you know, having ideas, wanting those ideas to be acted on uh, um, at a pace that felt natural for, for, for me, but not necessarily, uh, um, you know, wasn't necessarily something that could be supported, uh, um, you know, properly, uh, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, in that environment, in that time. Was, was I think a big driver. And you know, looking back, I, I think that need to kind of, that business agility need, you know, so to deliver technology that has an impact yeah. um, you know, and not be constrained by that, I, I think is, is, is something that, that I think really kind of allowed me to step up a gear and brought the passion out Okay, That's in really a way good. that I think is difficult to do, um, not impossible, but just harder to do perhaps in a, in a larger corporate. Yeah, no, that's, that definitely rings true with uh, a number of other uh, entrepreneurs and sort of business owners that you speak to in terms of that uh, that opportunity arising and maybe leaping forward to, to, to the now. Um, I, I'd set my business up actually in 2008, so it was dur during the during the crisis rather than sort of uh, maybe post. But I can definitely empathise with a lot of the stuff you said. With, with I can definitely say the last ten months has been probably. A, a, a double double whammy compared to what we probably experienced in 2008 certainly in my industry but um have you where you said crisis often breeds opportunity obviously judo pay have let's do some amazing work in the last sort of 10 months and obviously a new product has released uh judo accepts again probably is a good, a good testament to that but i guess have you guys as judo pay or yourself seen what opportunities have you seen come out of the last 10 months which you you, you has made you help you shift the, the business for the good mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's that's kind of you know there's a couple of ways to, to, to look at that, and it definitely has done. Um, I, I think you know you, you mentioned judo accepts, uh, and uh, you know I think that's that was really a, a kind of a product pivot um, in response to COVID. Uh, I think that's a great example of kind of that business agility uh, kind, of, kind of commentary from earlier. Um, you know, and, and what what is judo accept? It's it's the ability to accept payments um, you know in person. Uh, but at a distance, um, you know, sort of using a QR code, uh, in essence, it, there are other delivery mechanisms as well. You know, you can send this by email or, or text and so on. But from an in-person perspective, the, um, you know, the, the QR code is, is probably the, the, the more sort of sensible uh, kind of choice of, of delivery in, in this kind of time. And when you've got businesses, you know, being impacted, a number of our customers impacted so severely by, by kind of COVID, the various lockdowns and restrictions of the year, 
um, you know, you need to, you know, you know, looking for a new way to, to kind of accept payments, to interact with their customers whilst, you know, kind of keeping that safety element, uh, um, you know, kind of at the forefront as well. And how do we deliver and launch something new which doesn't require our customers in a difficult time to suddenly themselves have to kind of pivot resources, uh, you know, potentially quite limited resources, uh, um, you know, in order to build and adopt something. So I think what was quite, you know, powerful about Judo Accept was the fact that from a merchant perspective, they didn't require any kind of technical integration at all in order to, uh, to get up and running, uh, I mean, you know, kind of with that. So it was kind of a no code solution that looks good, you know, as, as well, you know, kind of it's, it's catchy, it's engaging, it's, 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 you know, kind of a slick interface, you know, still kind of adhering to Judo Pay's kind of mobile centric, um, you know, kind of bar of, of, of quality. Um, and I'm you know, very proud of the team at Judo actually kind of recognizing quite early on you know, look, listening to our customers and saying, you know, what, what do they need? What, what are they going to need? And what are they likely to need? How can we act now? How can we kind of, you know, pivot our roadmap and priorities in 2020 in order to get something delivered that's, that's kind of high quality and can be, you know, you know, quickly rolled out to our customers. So uh, quite excited about that, but I think that's, that's kind of one of the opportunities that, um, that we see. And, you know, just on that, I think the broader picture for, for a business like Judo, but, but I think for our customers is, you know, COVID and 2020 has been an accelerant for many ideas and, and you know, shifts in consumer or, or, or kind of just general public behavior that perhaps were anyway underway, um, but, but, you know, accelerated at a pace that, that, uh, that would otherwise have perhaps, you know, kind of happened over years. Um, so the shift towards kind of more mobile or, or, or kind of digital, uh, I mean, kind of use cases and workflows for businesses that, that maybe have toyed with these ideas, uh, but just, you know, uh, um, you know, sort of, we're not necessarily expecting to get there anytime uh, um, soon. So I think all of that's kind of positive and there's a definitely big opportunity in that. Yeah. But then looking at the kind of the, the, the company more internally, um, there's, 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 you know, a big opportunity here to rethink, you know, how the workforce is engaged. What does a company culture look like? What does a good company culture look like? Um, what, what, you know, you know, the, the kind of working from home or remote working, you know, is, 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 should there be a stigma? You know, is there still a stigma? Um, you know, what, what, you know, what does again good look like there? And we've done a huge raft of changes over the course of this year to kind of refine our, our culture and our policy towards kind of, uh, you know, the, these aspects. And I think there's still plenty of opportunity to kind of uncover on that front. No, 100%. That definitely makes sense. We, as, as a, a recruiting business, we have a, a passion for the people side of a business as much as anything. So, definitely, strategy and products obviously play a, a big part in the business success, but it is the, the people underneath that make, 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 make turn it into reality and, uh, and really are the, the lifeblood of the business. And definitely, I had a couple of questions around that. And I, I, I've run a couple of round tables with. Um, Sort of heads of recruitment and recruitment managers re and HR managers recently, and their biggest concern is the impact on company culture in terms of the, the, the disruption to the workforce, the dis dis distribution of it now moving out to working from home. Whereas a lot of companies' cultures are often formed about that. The water, the water cooler chats is the expression is being used a lot now. What you mentioned, you, you guys have done a lot of changes around to help improve or impact the culture. What, what, what are some of the things that you guys have identified and are doing in, in Judo Bay? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the things was uh, again, it can you know kind of comes down to that that agility point, which was we, we kind of sat down as a leadership team, um, you know, quite early on with with um, you know with HR of course as, as part of that, um, you know, to look at look, 
this this isn't going to just this isn't going to be a few weeks this isn't you know a few months here this this is going to be uh, in itself going to last a while and the ramifications are going to be long lasting you know beyond covid um, and so you know what can we take from that in a positive way um, so ra rather than seeing this as a uh, something to kind of compensate for on a short-term basis, you know, was very much kind of starting that journey with with a kind of a strategic outlook on it. Um, you know, we we have, I mean, one of the things that have always appealed to me about judo, and, and you know, still appeals, of course, is is you know, its strong sense of culture and cultural identity and, and values. Um, and so we we kind of very quickly, you know, we've always supported remote working. Uh, admittedly, not on the scale that we've had to do it this this year, but. Um, that's because we do enjoy those water cooler moments. You know, we're, we're a company that, uh, you know, part, one of the privileges of being a smaller company is that you get to know everybody and, and, and form those kind of good, um, you know, kind of good relationships and, and, you know, kind of strengthen the culture uh, on, a, on a personal level. Um, so how, how do we transform that? And so we, we quite, you know, we kind of early on decided that we wanted to release a, a kind of a remote first manifesto to, to, the, to the company. So, you know, I think we've always valued transparency but I think in a, in a, in a time like this, in, in a situation where you are, you know, w whether by, by design or forced to, you know, remote, you know so heavily remote, you, you really, really need to kind of think uh, um, transparency and, 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 you know, many of the kind of the dimensions that are were still important to judo prior to, to kind of being so remote heavy, uh, we, we almost have to amplify them, um, you know, kind of in a, um, in, in, a, in a remote first kind of context. So things like, for example, um, you know, we, we almost double down on our on our already quite strong culture. So, you know, we have weekly uh, uh, virtual town halls. We used to have them, you know, sort of every two to three weeks. Uh, but, you know, we, we made the decision that we needed to ramp that up to weekly. And initially there were concerns. Is that going to be too much? Or are, we, are people going to feel they're joining calls where, you know, th there's, there's not enough of, you know, new content or, you know, sort of, you know, taking up people's diary necessarily. And it couldn't be further from, from that. We, we're, we're almost always struggling to keep within the time. Uh, of those virtual town halls. We really encourage everybody uh, to get their webcams on. Um, everybody at least has to have a, a sort of a profile pic, uh, um, you, you know, so that you're, you're looking at a sea of faces, even if they're not, you know, sort of live video feeds. Um, and, um, you know, we actually kind of changed the structure of our, of our virtual uh, um, kind of um, uh, sort of town halls uh, to be uh, um, you know, sort of, we, we kind of actually spotlight random people within the company, you know, sort of, this is open, you know, so we, we talk that we're going to kind of have different voices speak up, um, you know, across these things, share concerns, you know, share successes um, as well, get an insight uh, into kind of what different parts of the business are doing. Um, we, we also kind of, uh, on a weekly basis, have a, a sort of a, a, th a three-minute interview with a random member of, of, of the team. So kind of, really you know regular contact um I, I would probably argue we are more kind of in communication with each other um you know about about the material things about what's what's going on in the company than we were before and another big kind of shift for us is um recognizing the need to shift from a um a kind of a speak first culture to a write first culture as well so understanding that you know in a remote world the dangers of knowledge silos forming are, are, are even more acute. And, and so how, how do we really kind of emphasize making sure that we, we kind of document and capture, you know, our priorities, our, 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 um, you know, our, our, our concerns, our challenges, the opportunities, um, and really kind of share those things in, in a written form as well as, as, as kind of talking them over. I think it's been a, um, among a number of things that we've done that, that's really kind of helped to kind of strengthen the company and, and, and see us actually successful you know i would argue we're 
we're more we're a stronger culture we have a stronger cultural identity and we've been probably more productive and aligned as a team um you know this year than than say the year before and that's not because we were coming from a bad place that's really good to hear and it's, it's amazing to hear that yeah there's, there's definitely concerned that with clients we speak to about culture being damaged and i've definitely got that sort of sense of trepidation with my own business in terms of what does that mean for the, the identity and the culture that we had and how do we maintain what well, i think what we had it was good beforehand and how do we maintain it now with obviously the very different working practices and going forward um without necessarily sort of returning to a negative but i suppose i think all of us have been through personal business challenges over the last nine months are there any that really sort of stand out for yourself that have, have been uh that the mount everest to climb the one that's really kind of Got, got the, the grey cells sort of ticking over and sort of uh, led, led, led to sort of long debates and uh, agonising to, to reach a, a good resolution? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I talked about it being kind of remote first and, and, and the choice of, of, of language there wasn't accidental. I think we, we had a lot of debate internally, both at the management level, but, but actually, you know, kind of across the whole company as well around you know, is it is it actually, you know, we were so successful in many respects with, with our move to remote working, it was pretty seamless for us. Um, you know, do we need an office? What was was kind of, you know, one of the, the, the kind of the, the debated points um, of the year. And, and, you know, short answer for us is our, our opinion is, um, whilst I think the nature of the office changes, um, and, and as I said, it's it's a remote first ethic. So we, we're probably expecting most people in a post COVID world to, to still predominantly work remotely for most days of the week. We didn't like the idea of kind of a future where we didn't have a place to kind of physically congregate, you know, meet. But I think it's changing the nature of what an office means. Um, you know, it's not just a place to go and do your job, uh, uh, perhaps as, as it is maybe seen historically. I, I think it's almost like a collaboration space. Uh, and so, how, how do you how do you change? Uh, um, you know, kind of how you use that space, even how, how you would lay out that space. So, I think we've kind of wrestled throughout the year with kind of what's the right format, you know, what's the right balance between remote versus, you know, um, enabling some kind of uh, in-person identity or aspect or identity. Um, and I think the, the hybrid, although arguably harder to do, uh, you know, because you, you're sort of having to kind of cover both aspects, I think that, that's one, 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 uh, one area for, that we, we feel is that the challenges are worth it. But the other thing is, especially in a year of crisis, um, you know, where people are worried and the, the macro situation is so, so um, uh, I, I guess, uh, turbulent. Um, you, you know, I think one of the things that's very important for, for, for me as a manager, when I look at my team and, and, and kind of it's, it's one of the values of judo is that the trust and the, the psychological safety that we want to be able to give all, 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 all the members of the, of the company. And, you know, being able to do that effectively and well, you know, in a, in a remote, on, on a completely remote basis, you know, pro proved, you know, proved challenging, um, you know, so, so kind of looking at how we can do that. I mean, the, the company town halls and things like that, these are excellent, but they're not necessarily good enough for the one-to-one -one, uh, um, level. So, you know, rolling out over the course of this year, things like, you know, looking at your, your benefits package and looking at things like well-being. Uh, um, and, and, you know, we, we've been very successful in rolling out a, you know, some, some well-being benefits that, that I think have been really positively taken up by, by, by the team. Um, really kind of going back to kind of managerial basics as well with regards to, you know, one-to-ones and, 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 you know, carving explicit time in the diary for, you know, people often talk about having an open door policy, but then your, your work calendar actually doesn't really allow for that. Um, and, and so, you know, kind of making that, uh, to, you know, kind of take first place um, has been kind of a, an evolution for, for many of the managers at Judo, not because it was in a bad place, but just 
the importance of not not being complacent here and, and really giving people who you know if you're on your you know many people are, are, are you know remote working means working on your own working in isolation and so how, how do you ensure that people aren't you know are getting what they need getting the support they need um, and we, we we've invested a lot of uh, um, kind of um, on that of course and and similarly for our customers it's it's been a year of challenge for our customers uh, you know and and you know, we talked about the opportunity, and that's that's the the glass half full side of that conversation um, earlier. But the, but you know, this is stemming from many many of our customers going through you know a very very difficult time. And, and how can we be there for them? How can we be, uh, um, you know, how can we lend our you know whatever strength we have to, towards that? Judo accept is one, um, what what one uh, sort of a um, realization of, of 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 you know that, and it's a positive one. Uh, but it's born out of ultimately many of our customers being in, you know, having a, having a very difficult year, and and so uh, you know, it's not to not to trivialize and gloss over kind of the, the you know the various challenges um, that, that have hit businesses and and individuals alike. No, I agree. You, funny, I pick up on a point you made just slightly earlier. You uh, you beat me to the punches. I, I I picked up on it actually about the the well-being, the mental the, the, the mental sort of health aspect of uh, the impact of the last ten months, and I, I'd certainly I'd picked up from. Um, about the i think it's a platform called snail that i think it's snail that you might invest in for on the mental the mental health Spill. Side. Spill. Spill, sorry. um but also the self-care data as well which i saw on your website i, I was just going to ask you whether that was a, a a new benefit that had been rolled out or one that you'd actually been needed to, uh, people have been using a lot more of in the last 10 months I, i'm guessing I, think, I mean i think you know judo's always I, I think taken this aspect of of kind of our culture and and uh, and i guess benefits package um you know seriously but those are both new, uh, uh, you know, kind of, you know, newly rolled out, um, you know, during, during um, spill, spill, I, spill was something we were looking at, you know, prior to COVID. I, I think we maybe accelerated some of that um, as a result of COVID. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the self-care days as well, we wanted to, uh, there's still a stigma with mental well-being and, and or mental health. Um, and we wanted to kind of try and where, where people were comfortable, you know, sort of treat almost, well, not almost, but have parity between, you know, physical health and, and mental health. And, and so kind of demarcating the two, um, what we have had, you know, since we rolled it out, we've had people use those. Um, you know, some, some people maybe still don't feel comfortable to to kind of call it out in that way. And, you know, that's absolutely fine. And we support that. But, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a culture where we, we, we try and, um, we're trying to remove whatever barriers may still remain. Uh, um, you know, many of these perceptual barriers, uh, um, with, you know, within judo, that is, uh, um, for for this kind of stigma. And um, you know, it, it it's it's sort of it it's kind of um it goes hand in hand with the, the transparency point I talked about earlier. You know, it's it's a it's a case of it's okay for things to go wrong. Um, things do go wrong. Um, you know, it's so, so ha supporting that with you know kind of a, a no blame culture. You know, it's far far more important to, to speak up when when something isn't going well, so we can react on it. And if there is a problem or if there is something troubling you, uh, you know, it's it's better to have you know help with with that, or it maybe it may prove you know beneficial to have you know you know kind of help with that. So that that kind of safety point, that trust point, um, you know, is something we we kind of breed. You know, in our DNA of, of, of judo culture and values, and 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 it's it's lived and breathed kind of from from the very top of the organization as well. So as a as a as a senior leadership team, for example, uh, you know we 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 have regular 360s where we you know the whole company can can provide you know feedback on us as individuals. Um, we share that feedback publicly with the company. We 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 also share our action plans, uh, um, you know, with the company, and we we periodically give updates on 
you know, what we're doing and how we're doing uh, and progressing towards those action plans. So it, it's, it's, it's very much uh, um, sort of um, all centered around making and ensuring that people feel that they, they, they can trust, um, they can trust in, in the leadership, that the, you know, it's a mutual trust um, and, um, and that they feel safe and that they feel um, that they have a way to, to balance, uh, you know, kind of their, their work uh, you know, kind of expectations and, and delivery, you know, objectives with, with, with kind of a healthy and sustainable. And, and ultimately, look, it, it's, it's reinforcing, right? You know, if, if people are, feel good, feel, feel happy, feel, feel kind of physically and mentally good, you know, then they're more productive. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're enjoying what they do. They're, they're doing more, you know, more, more things that, that can have a positive impact for the business, for our customers. So we, we don't see these things as, as kind of um, at odds with each other or mutually uh, um, mutually exclusive, or I think one is at the expense of the other. No, I 100% agree. No, so we've tried a few things, done a number of things similar to that ourselves, and probably one of the main ones, we, we moved to a, a four and a half day week, um, for, almost at the start of lockdown, for, for, simply for that. So, probably, hopefully, we're, we're nice employers and whatever, but actually definitely for that that sense of uh, well-being, so people didn't feel that uh, the world's hard, we've got to work twice as hard. We, we That word trust, we've mentioned a few times, it's so imperative that We've got to trust that we've had to put everyone to put trust in each other, whether it's forced or, or earned in the early stages that we've got to, we've got to be do, doing this, but everything's got to be building to enforce that trust and, and, Absolutely. and beyond. And I, I definitely made a very conscious effort in the, in the early stages because we were saying, have, half, have probably Friday afternoon off. I, I think there might have been a natural instinct that, well, they're saying that, but do they mean it? And actually, are they going to be using that as a yeah. reason to the ones of us that go off and enjoy the sun or wherever it might have been back in the summer? So I, I was very consciously. Um, I'd be going out and do quite a lot of running. So I ran out and I was doing a run on a Friday afternoon, but I'd be quite conscious about potentially posting something in our team's group about the fact that I've been out and done a run just to try and reinforce that, use the time to... to Absolutely. I, I, and that, you know, what you've talked about there is, 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 not, is not, to be, um, not to be kind of understated. I, I think um, it does take time, you know, even, even with the best of intentions and, and you know, sincere intentions, you know, there, there are certain, you know, aspects where people still wonder, you know, you know, how will that be taken? How will that be interpreted? And so, but that takes, I think that takes time. And the transparency points I talked about, you know, help with that. But I think what you just described is, is another, is, is living and breathing them. So, you know, I, I, you know, you know, sort of being guilty of that myself sometimes where, you know, I tell people you need to switch off, um, you, you know, you, you need to make sure that, you, you know, it is a sustainable, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of workload or, or, or kind of working week. Um, and then if I'm sending emails that are you know, very late at night or on a weekend, you know, that, it, you know, it's, it's kind of at odds with that. And it's difficult because I think part of being in the, um, the startup or scale up scene is, is, you know, both, both a blessing and a curse, um, I, I think, which is the blurring of work and, 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 and passion and, and, and hobby and, and so on. And as a technologist, that's, that's even more so for, for me anyway, I, I suspect most technologists. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, do what you love, love what you do, kind of, again, another kind of cliched line and mantra, but, um, you know, very, very true for, for, for me. And, and as I said, many technologists and, and many a judo. Um, and, and so sometimes it's, it's difficult because I don't see it as work or, you know, you, you get excited about what you're doing and, you know, seeing how some of the team responded and worked on something like judo, except, you, you know, it very much is, is, is the same, um, you know, sort of same, same thing kind of shining through. So, it's understanding when it's passion driving some of these things, it's okay as long as it's not a perceived work deadline or or or, or judgment on your work performance. Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree. Uh, I, I'm certainly doing a recruitment role. It's, it's very difficult to do recruitment at the weekend. So I probably have to sort of uh, flip, that, flip that over and use it in terms of uh, 
negotiating, qualifying with the kids and stuff like that, rather than actually going out and helping find people jobs. But um, no, it's been really interesting. Um, I, I guess then look, looking ahead now in terms of your own sort of personal goals and, and Judo's goals, then obviously the world around us has pretty changed a lot of things. Um, and obviously I've got a selfish interest in looking at the, I guess, the people side of the talent acquisition. I, I know this year for a lot of companies, obviously Judo hasn't been a, a big hiring year. Um, it's been great to be able to help you with a couple of niche, niche hires in that time to help, help keep building the team. But with, with the changes that obviously you talked about, so the, the working from home first and, and these side of things, how, how do you see, what changes, if any, do you see in terms of how you go about your talent acquisition now going forward in terms of whether it's looking in different talent pools, that even looking for a different type of person potentially to what you might have looked for previously because of the changes that have been some forced and some that have maybe opportunists, I guess, but... Do you, do you have a vision of what, what how that might look like for, uh, for judo pay going forward now? Um, I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few different uh, parts to, to kind of that that that. So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll cover a few a few uh, I'll cover um, uh, a few there. Um, you know, with, with regards to kind of what what do I look for? Um, I don't know that that's entirely changed, but it's probably become perhaps more acute. Um, you know, in a remote first kind of culture. And one of the things for me is, is you know, the mindset and attitude. You know, the the, the value fit uh, um, was always important, but I, I would say it's probably even more so. Um, um, you, you know, kind of uh, you know, in, in a well, this year and 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 probably you know, realistically, incredibly, you know, I, I think in a remote first, you know, kind of culture going forward, that that will only you know, kind of grow, or, or I don't see that changing. Um, and so I think then I look at some of the you know, you know, the great hires actually we've made through through ISL um, this year. I, I think what what we have what we have been able to kind of uh, benefit from, you know, I think is 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 kind of you know the, the consultative relationship approach to 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 us, for example. Um, and so I think that that's an important dimension now, uh, as as the value fit, you know, as I said, you know, that the value of that uh, being being the you know the right the right fit for for judo, um, you know, is, is is only been been amplified. Um, so you know, if I look at a couple of the hires that we've made, you know, through 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 ISL this um, you know the past kind of twelve months, you know, they have really kind of shined actually, you know, in a year like, 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 like 2020, uh, possibly even more so uh, than they might have done, uh, um, you know, otherwise, because it's really allowed, you know, I, I keep talking about the word trust. And, and as I said, it, it's, it's a two way thing. And so, you know, we want to be able to trust, we do trust, um, you know, kind of our, our team and our people and you know, the, the kind of the scale up environment is, is quite good for allowing people to kind of uh, seize challenges and opportunities before them, um, you know, to the level and at the pace that, that they want. Um, and, um, you know, in a, in a younger company or a smaller company, you know, the, the impact that that can have, you know, is huge. It, it can be the difference between seeing something like judo accept delivered or not, uh, you know, in the kind of time frame. Um, and, and I look at, you know, I'm thinking of a, a couple of hires in particular from, from ISL that, that have been kind of really standout for, for us this year. But I think the, the couple of aspects of that is there is this accountability, this, this kind of pride and accountability in, in the work that they do and in, in wanting, uh, um, you know, to deliver. Um, you know, that I think I talked about for me, this kind of value of technology to solve a problem, to make a difference, um, not, 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 not just for technology's sake. Um, and I think, you know, kind of being able to, you know, hire people with a track record, uh, you know, is, is you know, in, on, on this kind of level in terms of the accountability, the trust element is something that is very, very difficult to do. And, and so being able to kind of lean on 
um, you know, kind of a, a partner like yourself in order to to achieve that, I think is what's well, been instrumental for us this year. And we've 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 been fortunate enough to hire uh, this this year, um, uh, you know. But uh, but but certainly, kind of going forward, as we want to scale that up, uh, you know, we you know that 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 that's that needs to work. That needs to work well. I mean, making an, a, a poor hire um, or the wrong hire uh, it has always been an expensive, uh, um, you know, kind of, you know, you know, sort of, you know, mistake, uh, you know, for any, for any business. Um, but as I said, you know, we, we, we'd feel these things even more acutely now. Um, and in times of crisis, um, you know, you really want, you know, to have the very best and, and, and the best feeds off each other as well. Um, so that, that becomes kind of self-reinforcing. I think in terms of, um, you know, kind of what, what, what am I kind of, you know, lo looking forward on, on how, how is this going to change? How is this going to evolve? Um, you know, I, I think we've done some, some great work this year on this, but I think there's more to do. Um, and, and, you know, you know, kind of working and collaborating with, for example, yourself on, on refining this process is looking at recognizing and tailoring the recruitment process to reflect a remote first world. You know, we, we can't just do exactly the same thing that we did before. It, 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 you know, the, the world has changed, the format has changed. And we, you know, we need to make sure that our approach to that embraces it and, 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 and sets us up to succeed in that world rather than, um, you know, in, in, you know, kind of in spite of that. Um, so, you know, this is, is, this is, you know, kind of looking at how can we engage with, with people, uh, you know, before they start, um, you know, build up that identity, uh, you know, with judo, you know, sort of, you know, sort of before, you know, whether that's mundane things like setting up hardware equipment and getting it delivered, you know, to them in advance and, and using that as an opportunity to, to kind of engage through to inviting them to various kind of, you know, socials, you know, I, I talked about, you know, how, how do we, how do we kind of engage with a company and, We've rolled out a, a kind of an employee engagement calendar, for example, that's now in everyone's diary. So how do we get people involved in that process, uh, um, you know, kind of, uh, um, you know, kind of earlier on, even before they start? Um, you know, how do we treat, you know, how do we take advantage of, of things like, you know, kind of G suites, you know, kind of, you know, whiteboarding tools to, to kind of, you know, recognize that you're not going to be in an office. But many technologists, for example, still want and it makes sense for many interview processes to involve a whiteboard of some kind. OK, well, how do we embrace a virtual whiteboard? as a first class citizen rather than, uh, um, you know, kind of something that we have to, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, deal with on, on the day, on the call. And, and I know we, you know, you know, sort of one of our more recent candidates that we, we fired through you, we had a very successful and it was a, it was a, you know, really kind of gave confidence that we were making the right hire because, you know, we, we, we set up um, um, you know, Google as a, a product called Jamboard, just a, a virtual whiteboard. That, that, that person, you know, took the initiative to, to start, you know, drawing, um, you know, start, start drawing their, uh, you know, the, the various platforms that they've been working on, uh, um, you know, ahead of the interview. Um, so, you know, which is, which is fantastic. And, and actually, it, it allowed for a lot more detail, a lot more considerate uh, detail, um, you know, going into that interview. Um, I was able to kind of review that material before the interview. So again, a lot more informed questioning for, for myself. And it was an incredibly, you know, kind of interactive and uh, um, quite, you know, geeky call, <laughs> an interview between, between myself um, and, and the candidates uh, um, whom we, we later hired. Um, and I think, as I said, actually it, it's, it, it led to a much more, a much more enriched um, kind of experience uh, for both myself and, and the candidate, which perhaps in a, in a kind of a pre-COVID yeah. era, uh, um, you know, wouldn't have been there. Yeah, no, definitely. I suppose you think about that out loud then, chance if you were 
running that session in the office, they would have been sitting outside in the reception area waiting to go into the room and it would have been locked you know, for asking that person a chance to almost do the prep in, in the interview area that they were going to go into, even though it was virtual for yeah, yeah. It was more constructive. That's really good to know. And yeah, great, great to hear that we've uh, been able to have a positive impact on the highs you've made and hopefully continue to do so. I was really interested by also that obviously we're an entrepreneur, as you said, it's an entrepreneur at heart by the sounds of it. And I was really interested about the seeing the, the, the mentoring work you do through I think Antler, the, the, the VC firm. So I suppose maybe as a, as a, as a final question, especially with what, what you've learned over the years and what you've really learned in the last 10 months, I guess, what, 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 what would be the key bits of advice you'd be giving to a, a budding entrepreneur or a company that's in their sort of early phases now in terms of the, the, the definite do's or don'ts or the pitfalls that you've uh, witnessed or seen o- over the years? Oh, that's... Uh, um... I, I, uh, that, that's a difficult one uh, because there are so many exceptions to, to, the, to the various rules and approaches out there, um, and, and, I, and I won't uh, I, I won't pretend to have all of the answers there. I, I think I think the, um, the the biggest piece of advice that that that, that I can kind of give um, you know kind of around this is um, you know it, look it's hard um, it, it, it's really hard it, it, you know it takes takes a lot out of you um, as a, you know to be to be a, a, an entrepreneur you know it takes real grit and determination um, and so I think that there's maybe two two things I would say there one is uh, and, and, and those who know me will, will, will perhaps laugh at that kind of a, my, my cliche uh, phrase which is you know that there's always a price for everything and and that's not meant to be um, you know kind of negative or pessimism um, it, it's it's just about kind of I think a lot of people go into things or they approach things um, or they walk away from things uh, without having considered that, that, that question, you know, sort of what am I, what am I willing to do for this? And, and, and what am I expecting to get out of this? And, and am I happy? You know, uh, do I feel that what I'm about to pay price wise and whether that could be time, it could be money or, or, or job opportunities or, or, or you know, personal life, uh, you, you know, kind of opportunities. Um, you know, and what am I going to gain? And am I happy that, that, that those things are aligned and, and potentially to keep revisiting that question because your answers to that are, are likely to shift over time. So I, I find myself surprised by the number of uh, budding entrepreneurs that, that um, are, are, are really excited about what they think they're going to get out of it, um, but haven't really considered at what price. Um, that, that's, as I said, that's not actually to scare people away from it. Um, it, it it's actually to increase your likelihood of success. Uh, um, you know, because you, you don't, you know, you, you're prepared for some of the, the challenges that may come perhaps in a, with a different lens or you view those setbacks with a different lens. I think the other, the other kind of tip I would say would be um, wherever you can try not to do things completely alone here. Um, you, you know, there are, there are kind of incubators out there. Um, there are, you know, kind of, you know, mentors, uh, um, you know, mentorship programs like the one at, you know, you know kind of at Antler, sort of an, an incubator as, as well as a, a, a kind of a, of a startup advisory kind of business there um you know so so you know likely you may know somebody in in your network that knows someone in your network uh, in their network that, that can maybe be be of use so you know I, I think people have done you know trodden your path before in some way shape or form so you know kind of approaching those people and, and you know kind of get insight or you know when, when i set up out you know when we set up alchemy that we were four co-founders and a lot of people at the time used to kind of say, how, how do you make it work with as four co-founders? You know, don't, don't you constantly, aren't you going to be constantly at odds with each other? And sure, there are, I would say, healthy tensions at times. But I think at, at the, the flip side is uh, we were four very, very different individuals. And so we complemented each other, uh, um, you know, and, and 
there's, it's very seldom that one approach is going to be the, the best and the right one for every situation, every time. Uh, and it's kind of recognizing that you don't necessarily have all the right answers all the time. That's okay. Nobody really does. Um, and so, however, whether that's other co-founders, whether that's mentors, um, you know, but yeah, sort of trying not to do too much of this alone and, and looking for some support, it can be exhausting to do it entirely on your own. That would be my other, my other tip. I think they're amazing bits of advice. I could definitely, I think run my own business for 12 years. I could definitely uh, agree and empathize with both of those. The, yeah, the, 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 well, the cost of what, what you're willing to give is definitely the major one. I definitely agree with thinking back to when I set the business up and reflecting on what, what I want for 2021 in terms of having a place that my fundamental reason for setting my own business was I wanted a place that I'd be happy working. And that's always been a key sort of drive for myself. And actually this year has definitely not been a happy year. So one of the key goals for me is definitely to make sure that I enjoy being yes. involved day to day in the business and whatever role that is in terms of it, finding something like that. So no, I would, I would fundamentally agree with both of your points. So that's been, been great. Um, no, Rob, I think it's a pretty great time to wrap up. And thank you very much for getting involved in the conversation. Thank you for having me. A lot longer with lots of the points you raised, but I think there's been some great, great, great advice and some great takeaways. So no, thank you very much for your involvement. And um, yeah, uh, I look forward to working with you and speaking to you in the future. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All, All the right. best.